Hey, you're listening to the Riverdale Podcast, the official Archie Comics Podcast. My name is Jonathan. Welcome to lovely Riverdale, USA. Welcome to the official Archie Comics podcast, the Riverdale podcast. We update every Saturday morning and every week we break things up four ways. First up this week is the book of the week. That is the comic book I read this week. Sometimes it's a new comic book. Sometimes it's an old comic book, but it's always an Archie comic book. We will move then to the news of the week. That's what happened in the world of Archie in the week since our last podcast. Then on to new releases. That's what came out this past Wednesday, what will be coming up this coming Wednesday in your digital releases of the week. And we're going to wrap up this week talking about the April solicits. Super excited about stuff coming up in April from Archie. We'll be talking about that, as I said, uh, towards the end of the show as we wrap up. Um, For now, let's jump right into it and get into the book of the week. All right, folks, this week's book of the week is Betty and Veronica Comics Annual number 240. This uh, is uh, the getting the annual treatment, the Betty Veronica Digest. Uh, so we have over 190 pages, like something like 200 pages of fantastic Betty and Veronica comics here. We kick off with a cover uh, featuring uh, Archie and Betty here in the foreground and in the background. Uh, Veronica, furious that Archie and Betty are spending time, uh, is fuming to the point that she's melting the snow around her. Um, a great, concise, simple gag. Um, funny, charming, uh, to the point. I really, really like it. I like this cover quite a bit. Um, and as I've talked about before on the show, I love experiencing the seasons along with the Archie characters. So I love to have these great uh, wintry-themed covers and the wintry-themed stories as I look outside my window and see the snow uh, piling up as it is. So fantastic cover here from Bill Galvin. Love that. Um, We jump into our lead story. Um, A brand new story here by uh, Dan Parent. Story and pencils by Dan Parent. Inks by Rich Kozlowski. Letters by Jack Morelli. And colors by Digicore Studios. This is The Many Loves of Archie Andrews. Part, uh, I was counting on my hand, I believe part four, I believe this launched in October, October, November, December, January, I think this brings us to our fourth part, um, and it, you can tell it all from the title, Cheryl and Cheryl Alike, um, a, a perfect, uh, little pun, I guess a little play on words there, um, I love the title Cheryl and Cheryl Alike, I'm, I'm stunned that no one has used that yet. Um, and as we've been doing with Dan Parent and these stories, uh, the many loves of Archie Andrews, we've been sort of exploring his relationship with all of these different girls, uh, throughout Riverdale. And in this case, I guess throughout Pembroke, the hometown of Cheryl Blossom, who of course is our, uh, antagonist in this story. Um, I love the way that Dan Parent draws Cheryl. He just, uh, he has a particular way with drawing the sort of fiendish characters. He draws a great Reggie. He draws a great Cheryl. Um, 
here I'm looking on the uh, third story page. Um, and here on the, uh, the the bottom of the page, we've got Cheryl with her fingers interlaced, um, sort of her chin resting on her interlaced fingers. Um, and she's just got this real fiendish, uh, mean, mean look on her face. Rendered very, very well by Dan Parent. Um, I, I, I love it. It's fantastic. Um, so what's going on in this story is that uh, Archie gets an important call from Cheryl, runs off to meet up with her, and finds that uh, Cheryl is having some, some trouble within her family, uh, which is cool because we've, of course, met uh, her brother Jason. We've met her parents in the past, but here we meet her grandmother and her cousin as well. Um, and we find Archie sort of put in a weird spot of trying to, to help Cheryl uh, get into the good graces of her grandma. Um, and uh, I, w- I won't give too much away. Um, I love these lead stories, and I'm sure you guys do too, so I, I won't give too much away, but it's a, a super, super fun story. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, and I'm really enjoying these um, these brief stories about all of these various loves uh, in Archie Andrews' life. Um, and I think you'll like this one too. Um, so let's jump ahead in our digest to another story. Um, it is always tricky to um, to cover as many stories as I want to. Uh, as I said, we've got 200 pages here. Um, and I, of course, don't want to give away all of the fun and all the excitement in every single issue of every single story. Um, but there are some really fantastic things in here. Let's jump ahead and talk about Sabrina, uh, a bunch of great Sabrina the Teenage Witch stories. Um, and just before that, actually, just before we get into the Sabrina stories, there's a fantastic uh, old school, probably early 60s style uh, pinup of Betty. Uh, Betty's pinup, it says. Um, and um, uh, Betty's on the phone and she's talking about the fact that she uh, she couldn't afford to go to Europe. So her dad had sort of bought her the, the next best thing. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm just a sucker for these sort of seasonal um, illustrations and gags and stuff because you see uh, over her shoulder the uh, snow falling outside. And she's hanging out in her room uh, in almost like a, like a first edition Barbie style like bikini, a black and white uh, patterned bikini. Um, and uh, like a heat lamp on her and she's listening to records and she's got all of these great uh, posters. Uh, Visit the Riviera, Rome, uh, Paris, uh, Venice, Spain. All of these various places. So she's sort of having her summertime fun in the winter months. Um, and I was just I'm endlessly charmed by this. I think it's a fantastic pinup. Um, I, I I feel like that's probably DiCarlo art. Um, it could be Harry Lucy. My vote is DiCarlo on that one. Um, if you've got uh, any other ideas, send them along. You know where to find me. Um, so let's talk about these Sabrina stories. Because I really had the most fun with these because they're from an era where I was sort of checked out. Um, maybe from, from comics entirely, but um, definitely from Archie Comics. Um, these are the stories that came out probably in the, the late 90s into the early 2000s. It's really, um, these stories came out of the era of the Sabrina TV show and wrapped up just as the, the uh, and was originally replaced by the, the manga stories that Tanya Del Rio did. So um, there's there's a, a real defined era uh, in which, you know, there were, at, at one point, I believe, a couple Sabrina books running at the same time, one based on the animated series, one based on the sort of 
classic uh, Sabrina character. Um, and these stories here come out of that era, um, scripted by Bill Gollier, penciled by Holly G, um, inks by Al Nickerson, letters by Vicki Williams. Um, first story is Zelda's Secret. I like these stories because they're very much set in a traditional Sabrina universe, but um, they are uh, featuring some slight influences from the TV show, um, which is a longstanding tradition. There were lots of, um, you, you know, characters and concepts and things uh, that came into the Superman comics from the radio show. Um, obviously, we're seeing a lot of um, the things that happened in Marvel comics uh, from the movies bleeding into the comics, things like that. Um, these sort of cross-media things. Um, and it's it's cool to see it here um, with Sabrina. And the most obvious example of that um, are sort of the appearance of Salem, uh, the way he looks as sort of a black cat with a white face. Um, and uh, the most glaring one, obviously, is her aunts, who have been sort of de-aged a little bit, a little more uh, hip-ified in a 90s kind of way, um, and are, uh, you know, not the sort of stereotypic-looking witches that they were um, throughout much of the, the 70s and 80s. Um, so here we are in Zelda's Secret. We find that... Uh, <laughs> Is just a, a classic, um, what I feel to be a really classic Bill Gollier type story. We find that Zelda was in fact married hundreds of years ago to um, who someone who very much resembles um, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, who it turns out is a witch himself um, and is is you know uh, just shy of immortal, just as uh, Sabrina's aunts are. Um, we find that they were married. And uh, that there's uh, something of a uh, prenuptial agreement that uh, that and a, a rule stands that if she is not uh, married, uh, come five hundred years from their uh, their their date of being married, she's going to lose her powers. So um, uh, a quick bit of math is done there. A little bit of uh, helpful storytelling is, is put together. And it turns out that she has just one year to get married, um, either to this man uh, or to someone else. Um, and by the end of the story, I think we've, we've decided that she's not going to fall in love with this man and marry him again, you know, nearly 500 years later. So she's going to have to find someone else. And this is a storyline that carries over into some of the other uh, stories that we get right here in this issue of Betty and Veronica. While I had definitely been aware of Holly G's time drawing Sabrina and drawing some of the other Archie characters as well, we've seen some of her uh, Riverdale stories pop up in a number of digests in recent history, um, I wasn't as aware that Bill Gollier was writing these Sabrina stories. And I had a lot of fun with all of these. When I think of Bill Gollier, my brain automatically goes back to, you know, Jughead's Diner and the Carnies and some of the, some of the weirder, um, more outlandish concepts in Archie comics. And, I think that's how he, how one of the reasons he fits so nicely with these Sabrina stories. Um, there's a story here where uh, Salem uh, is meant to be given some hairball medicine and instead is given a different medicine. 
and this leads to a number of you know big mishaps and uh fantastic visual gags and stuff i feel like uh you know bill gallier's stories can be pretty easily identified by the fact that he really goes big and is not afraid to go strange with stories um super super good stuff um Another Sabrina story I want to mention is the model witch. Um, and this I thought was crafty for um, a number of reasons. The most of, important of which is um, that uh, there's an interesting thing woven into the narrative. Anyway, anyway what, what I'll say is that uh, in the story, Sabrina has been voted Teen Witch of the Month. There we go. Teen Witch of the Month. Um, by this very important publication in the uh, sort of teen witch universe. And so a couple of folks come to take her picture and to interview her for this uh, teen witch magazine. Um, and it's good. It, the narrative really does two cool things. First of all, um, as she's explaining to the magazine all about her life and her history, you as the reader are learning about that. Um, and it's it's a, a fun sort of refresher course uh, I mean, I had forgotten that uh, Sabrina has to stay away from her mother um, and had to live with her aunts because um, her mother was was a mortal, was a muggle, if you will, was not a magical being. And that that's why she was living with her aunts. I had completely forgotten that facet of, of her character, and that was brought up in this story. Um, so if you're just coming to, to Sabrina, this is a cool uh, backup that sort of tells you what's going on. Another cool thing that they did is they used the sort of um, the, the narrative of her being interviewed for a magazine and being photographed along with the sort of witch powers of everybody involved in this whole conversation to do a little uh, sort of uh, lookbook you know, almost like a like the fashion pages that you would find in Betty and Veronica, where you're seeing Sabrina in a number of different fashions um, because they're able to just zap her into a new costume. So in, uh, I, I guess in a sense, we're seeing it sort of in real time on the page that she is, uh, they're zapping her into one uh, fashionable outfit and taking a picture, zapping her into another one, taking a picture. Um and it's a, a cool way of adding a fashion page like that um, right into the narrative of the story. Um, so, yeah, I feel like uh, Bill Gallier did great stuff, uh, definitely deserves his due. And I had a great time reading those Sabrina stories. And, of course, um, you know, Holly G, still around, uh, still doing work, um, hasn't worked for Archie in a number of years, uh, but really had a, had a, a lengthy stay um, and uh, made some cool, exceptional, rad changes to the Sabrina character. Uh, introduced the uh, the character of Shinji, who went on to be important in the uh, the Sabrina manga stuff that Tanya Del Rio did later. Um, did some cool stuff, and it's something that I think is underappreciated, uh, admittedly, even to myself. Um, I definitely need to take some time and go back and check out those stories. So fun to have those here in this collection. And as I'm running a little later than I want to, um, we'll wrap up talking about just one last story. And this is A Symbol Problem, uh, starring Veronica. This was written by George Gladier with pencils by Stan Goldberg and colors by Barry Grossman. I love this. This is a totally silent story. And I know we've probably seen these um, there were probably some back in that sort of like golden era of the 50s. 
Um, but this looks like a very modern story. Um, and has no dialogue. It's silent in that sense. There are still, um, I guess, I, I don't know. Actually, looking through it, maybe there aren't even sound effects necessarily. But this is, you know, sort of completely in pantomime um, and is really well put together. Um, we can, you know, piece together a lot from this, which is that uh, Veronica's on a, a skiing vacation in Norway. We see her carrying around her skis. And we find that there are a lot of things in this particular. I'm not sure if she's coming into the ski lodge, whether she's just arrived in the airport, uh, but there are a lot of people who are um, explaining the rules of her, of, of the place to her. And she's having a lot of frustrations about that. Um, and I love uh, a good silent story, a good pantomimed story like this. I thought it was really well put together and really speaks to some of the, the great things about comics. It really makes you appreciate how much can be said in a short period of time and even without the use of a lot of words. Counting the pages here. Yeah, a little five-page story made a big impression on me. Um, I think it's really fantastic. Um, some great pencil work by Stan Goldberg as well. Um, fun, fun story. Um, so definitely check that out when you go out and pick this up. Um, I guess we'll wrap things up there. Uh, a bunch of more stuff. There's little Archie stories in here. I always love little Archie stories. Um, there's, uh, you know, a Bob Bowling little Archie story as well as the Dexter Taylor little Archie story. And there are a bunch of, uh, Bob Bowling stories throughout this, uh, this issue. Cool, cool stuff throughout. Um, and of course, you know, I can say it, you know it. Um, these digests are one of the best values out there. Um, you know, like I said, nearly 200 pages of great comics, um, low price point, good stuff. There it is. Our book of the week, Betty and Veronica comics annual number 240. All right. Archie news in Archie news this week. We've got some previews of upcoming books. Uh, first up, first thing we'll talk about is Pep Digital number 178, Agents Betty and Veronica. This is the uh, digital collection that is dropping this coming Friday, the 29th. And uh, there's a preview for this upcoming digital exclusive over at Comics Alliance. You can check out there. Um, cool stuff. We'll be talking more about that when it gets closer. Um, I love the, uh, agents B and V, uh, stories. Um, maybe we'll talk about that next week. I like that stuff quite a bit. Um, also up, uh, I'm looking at a preview here on, on comic book resources. I think this is popping up a couple other places as well is some, uh, preview art for the shield number two. That is uh, coming your way very soon. So head over and uh, check out the uh, various variant covers for that, um, as well as some interior art. Looks really good. And uh, there's also some great-looking uh, Veronica Fish artwork uh, out uh, around the Internet. Uh, I'm looking at it at comicbook.com. It has popped up a few other places as well. Some good interior artwork from the upcoming Archie number six, as I said, with art by Veronica Fish. So uh, if you're excited about upcoming books, uh, there's a bunch of great 
previews out there for you to check out. That is your Archie News of the Week. All right, new releases. New releases for this past Wednesday, January the 20th. Of course, our book of the week, Betty and Veronica Comics Annual number 240. Also out this week, Hangman number 2. That's the newest series um, from the Dark Circle imprint of Archie Comics. Also out this week, Archie Giant Comics Jackpot. It's a 480-page collection of classic Archie stories. Coming up this coming Wednesday, the 27th, we'll get Archie's Funhouse Comics Double Digest number 18. Um, And on the digital side of things, out just yesterday, the 22nd, we got two great digital collections the first is part of the Archie 75 series, celebrating the 75th anniversary uh, of Archie Andrews himself. Uh, this is a great collection of Archie and me. Um, this is a series that ran from the 60s into the 80s. Um, I always thought of this series as a really quintessentially 70s series. So I was surprised to find that it actually launched way back in 1964 and ran right into the 80s. Um, and this collection... Gives you a really good overview of that, of uh, stories from uh, all three of those decades. Really good-looking collection. And speaking of good-looking collections, also out this week is the Best of 2015 Digest Annual, uh, featuring uh, a ton of great stories that were published just last year in 2015. The uh, best stories of the year, all collected in one uh, digital-exclusive digest. And coming up... This coming Friday, the 29th, as I talked about just uh, a moment ago in the last segment, uh, Pep Digital number 178, Agents Betty and Veronica. Fantastic uh, Dan Parent work on those stories. So those are your new releases for this past Wednesday, the 20th, this coming Wednesday, the 27th, and your digital exclusives of the week from Archie Comics. All right, finally today, we're going to take a look at the solicitations from Archie Comics for April 2016. As most of you know, comics are solicited three months in advance, so comic shops can get their orders in. You can get your orders in to comic shops to tell them what you want to get. Um, So we have a little window into the future each month we take a look at the upcoming books. Um, So these are the books shipping mostly in uh, April of 2016. We're just going to run down the list here and hit some highlights. Uh, First up, we've got uh, some Dark Circle books coming up this April, The Black Hood, number 11. This issue is written uh, by the... uh, the regular writer Dwayne Swarzynski, um, with art on this issue by Rich Rick Burchett, um, who worked on uh, some of the classic uh, Black Hood stuff. I think going back to the Impact comic days. You might also know uh, more recently Rick Burchett's work from the terrific Jinx original graphic novels that came out a few years back. Uh, moving on, the Shield number four. Uh, we're looking looking for in April, uh, Archie number eight, uh, continuing continuing with the creative team of Mark Wade uh, and Veronica Fish on artwork. 
Uh, Jughead, number six, again, continuing with the regular creative team of Chip Zdarsky scripting uh, with art by Erica Henderson. Archie Comics Annual number 268 features a brand new, uh, (laughs) a great cover uh, featuring uh, Archie's dog, Vegas, um, drawn by Dan Parent, um, and a great uh, new feature story, lead story, uh, written by Alex Simmons with art by Fernanda Ruiz. The 1,000-page comics series uh, gets a new installment in April. This is the 75th anniversary bash. Um, lots of cool stuff going on this year for Archie's 75th anniversary. Uh, this is no exception. Archie's Funhouse Jumbo Comics Digest uh, reaches its 20th issue with a brand new lead story scripted by Jay Torres, uh, speaking of those Jinx original graphic novels, with art by the great Pat and Tim Kennedy. Um, Betty and Veronica Comics Double Digest uh, gives us another installment of The Many Loves of Archie Andrews, this one uh, starring Ginger Lopez. Awesome. And getting into the Archie action stuff, Mega Man Master Edition. I'm really excited about this. This is a 336-page full-color collection of the first 12 issues of Mega Man. Now, uh, Mega Man just wrapped up with its 55th issue just last month. Um, And if you want to go back to the beginning, see where it all started, I love these early issues. Um, I read these uh, pretty intensely and really, really love them. Um, And this might be a good excuse to go back and read them all again. Uh, as I said, this collects Mega Man number 1 through 12 at a price point of twenty four ninety nine. You can't beat it. You're going to have a hard time finding those uh, original issues in the back issue bins if you're looking for them. Of course, you can always check them out digitally. You can always check them out in trade. But a great value addition here uh, to get all 12 issues for just twenty four ninety nine. Uh, and wrapping up, out in April, we will get... Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog number 284 and Sonic Universe number 87. Both of those starting out the first parts of brand new storylines. And routing out our list for April, World of Archie Comics Double Digest number 58. with a brand new lead story by James Gartler with art by Fernando Ruiz. Um, so you can't beat that. Looks like another great month. Uh, again, I'm especially looking forward to uh, the Mega Man Master Edition. Um, and as I talked about at the top of the show, um, with this week's book of the week, I'm loving the many loves of Archie Andrews series. I'm really excited to see that Ginger Lopez story come in there. Um, and of course, new issues of Archie and new issues of Jughead. Lots of cool stuff to look forward to this April from Archie Comics. All right, on the way out today, I want to thank everybody for their response to last week's top five list. Um, as I said last week, I just kind of threw that out there. It was, a, it was an idea I had, um, and I'm glad that people were excited about it. Um, I want to thank Adam for posting that up in the Archie Fans uh, Facebook community. And uh, I want to thank the folks who you know, chimed in on that one, uh, gave their top five list. Uh, I'm going to go next week with the top five alternate 
Archies. Um, so that would be anything that takes those main characters, those main Riverdale characters, puts them in another setting. Something like, uh, you know, The Married Life or Little Archie or... Um, I, I guess you get the idea. Uh, you know, Archie, Archie three thousand, Archie one. You know, any of those, any of those alternate uh, realities that feature those main Riverdale kids. Um, so I'm gonna put my list together. I have no idea what's gonna be on my list, to be quite honest. Um, but if you want to think about it, send it in to me by the end of next week. Um, uh, you know, give a call, post it up on the Facebook page, uh, send me an email. Um, and be part of the show next week with your top five favorite alternate Archies. I would love to hear from you. And how do you get in touch? How do you get in touch? That is a fantastic question. First of all, you can always send an email to Podcast at yahoo.com. You can uh, head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can tweet at the show at Pod. You can also call in. I love getting voicemails. If you want to call in and leave a voicemail with your top five favorite alternate Archies, um, I would be absolutely thrilled. You can call in to 573-427-2443. That's 5734-ARCHIE. Uh, call day or night. doesn't bother me. Leave a message. Be part of the show. I want to remind everyone that we update every Saturday morning. So come back every Saturday for a new episode of the Riverdale podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and, of course, right over at RiverdalePodcast.com. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Jonathan, and I will see you again next week right here in lovely Riverdale, USA.